You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash, people could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Many people are unaware that driving while high can be just as dangerous. In 2015, 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. Not so harmless after all, is it? And get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use amongst drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is, driving while high is deadly. So stop kidding yourself. If you're impaired from alcohol or drugs, don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. This is the podcast that takes a deep dive into the English Premier League after every match week, and we track the Premier League teams in European competition. This show's got a little bit of both. We'll talk Chelsea, managed to get through against Lille and advance to the round of 16. Arsenal came from behind to win against West Ham United. Well, certainly what we're looking forward to, the fan fest that we have next this week and upcoming in Miami Beach. But first, Robbie Earl, Liverpool. Mm. Taking care of business against Red Bull yeah. Salzburg um, in a game they could have been eliminated. The champions, of course, from the Champions League from last season. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't always positive, but the end, the class team got through. Yeah, and for Jurgen Klopp and his team, file that one away now to till into the new year. Uh, you, you were dead right, Rob. I thought it was, it was a great game. Um, two teams that, that like to, to play it and attack. I mean, the amount of chances at goal was ridiculous at one stage. And, and, and it's funny because the Salzburg team is stacked with young talent that probably is going to end up at, at bigger clubs around Europe. And almost as I was watching the game, Rob, it, it was a bit like Salzburg were like the, that, that young horse. You know, when you, you get a young horse and, it, and it's running everywhere and you've got to kind of rein it in. And it took Liverpool into the second half before they were able to get the reins on, before they were able to control the game a lot more. And, and obviously, a couple of great finishes, one from Kea Beauty from, from Salah, was enough to see them out. And, and a little bit of experience and maturity. But, God, as, as well as Liverpool have done and well done for them to, for getting to, that was the key thing. A little hats off to Salzburg as well for me, Robert. Mm. They're, they're an exciting young team who should learn from being in the Champions League, who should... Be, will be dangerous for anybody in the Europa League. And I think, you know, the Europa League competition, we've seen a number of teams in the past go into the Europa League, do well, 
and come back in the Champions League and, and, and be more powerful. And, and Salzburg could be that team. No, well said. I think absolutely right. I mean, the first half was end-to-end, a very open game, which is mm. incredibly dangerous to do that against a team like Liverpool. But... Yeah. You know, there, there were times there where you weren't quite sure which way this was going to go. I mean, it was yeah. even though that Mo Salah looked bright and lively, he missed mm. what two or three good chances in the first Great half, chance. where Liverpool, yeah. where because the game was so open, uh, Salzburg missed good chances as well. I mean, Allison had to make mm. saves on a number yeah. of occasions in that first half. So really good from Salzburg as well. It's just in that second half, Rob. Of course, the first goal went in. Well, the both goals within two minutes yeah. almost. Um, yeah. You, you just got a sense that, that, that Salzburg tired a little bit, so their defensive cover had gone a little bit, and Liverpool mm-hmm. started to create a lot. And it, and it did feel like the goals were going to come. Um, yeah. in, individual performances, I thought, was interesting, Rob. Naby Keita, again, getting yeah. a, a selection in midfield. Oxley chairman on the bench, and so was James Milner. I think the manager really likes Naby Keita, Rob, and it's just it's nice yeah. to see him after his injury issues, you know, looking good in midfield. Why, yeah. um, He's running freer, isn't he, now? He looks yeah. more like a, a freer player and... and the runs, the timing of the runs look a bit more. He's played, he, he looks like, he, he feels like he, he belongs in the team. He did right, he, he's on my list. The one on my list, Robert, is um, Jordan Henderson. Just think growing as a captain, I think that, that, that Champions League uh, win has meant so much to him. It looks like he's starting to open his game up. You see him a lot more looking for long passes and, and a little bit more confidence. Just feel like he... He looks like he's in a really good space right now. You know, when sometimes games are coming, you just say, bring it, bring it on, bring the next game. Just mm-hmm. feel he's, he, he looks like he's in really good nick at the moment. I mean, he's getting managed well, though, Rob, as well. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. as though he's playing every game. But most so, of them, in, in fact, yeah. Rob, that was one of my points in the game. Jurgen Klopp, over the last three, four weeks, has done a very clever job at, at giving most people a bit of a breather here and there. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I think particularly in the last couple of games, he's rotated, mm. finally started to rotate those front players. And I thought they looked bright. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can pick out Henderson. I thought, I mean, Sotomani always looks bright. He's having mm. that yeah. sort of season where he's just a constant energy and quality and annoying for defenders and aggressive and strong and quick. Um, but Mo Salah, I thought, Rob, looked looked better. You know, mm. you know I think everybody will agree that he's not look quite right this season for large chunks of course he's still got good yeah. numbers of goals but you know I thought he looked really good apart from opportunities that he should have scored should, you know yeah. the first half you expect him to finish those Two off three, yeah. at least he's getting into really good spots lots of looks at the goal uh, an amazing finish with his weaker foot from a crazy difficult angle um, the second goal of the two from Liverpool. But I thought that was a good sign. You know, front three players involved again. Firmino dropping yeah. in as he always does. So the way that Jurgen Klopp is managing those three looks to be great. Absolutely great right now. And we'll see. I mean, that's it. They're through to the, the round of 16 now. And yeah. and then it's focus on the the, um, the Premier League, um, which I'm, I'm sure will continue to try and rest and rotate. They've got the Club World Cup, of course. They've got to go away and do that as well. So a ton of games mm-hmm. in December. But every time you kind of think about Liverpool and can they get through this game and can they win this game and they've got yeah. a ton of games coming up and this is a tricky game at Salzburg and they could be, you know, they they they, they, they throw out a big game kind of performance. And I thought at times yeah. it looked a little bit dodgy in the second half. I started the second half thinking, wow, this they, this is this is tricky. Well, end to end, but they yeah. always seem to find a way, Rob, to, to get it done. It was interesting as well. You, you say that find a way because I, I saw I wrote my, my, a similar thing and, and and I was just looking at, at my notes and I thought you know the Cater goal I believe a hundred seconds between the Cater and Salah and one of my things with Liverpool is 
they're, they're a team a little bit like City probably were over the last couple of seasons, where they can have moments in a game and the game's changed. The game's won. And, and I was thinking, the, the two goals today, um, you know, 1-0, 2-0 in, in less than a couple of minutes. Hmm. I just went back, Everton, the derby. Goal at six minutes, goal at 70 minutes. So roughly a 10-minute spell, pretty much, did change the game. Bournemouth, 35 minutes, 44 minutes. 10-minute spell, game's pretty much won, if, if they don't do nothing silly. Brighton, 18 minutes, 24 minutes. A seven-minute spell, um, game's won. Man City, early in the season, six minutes, 13 minutes. They've, they've just got this thing, Rob, where if they get one, they've got the ability to go and get a second and totally change the game that was in the balance at, at one day. That's probably, as you say, a front three who can create out of, 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 of nothing at times. Or now we're getting a few midfield goals and goals are coming from other areas that just... They've got that where they, as long as they don't concede, they can stay in a game. Those moments are going to come for them. And sometimes those moments are enough to win them the match. Mm. You know what? When, when you consider what they are right now and what they're going for, of course, in the Premier League, they've got this, this big gap at the top. They're looking really comfortable, mm. really strong. Um, they're through now in this competition, finishing top of the yeah. group. I, I'll tell you what I'm looking at right now, Rob. I'm looking at a list of, of their games from the start of the season. And there's... There's different colours on, diff- on different results. And I tell you what, their, their results from, from right at the beginning, the 9th of August, the start mm-hmm. of the season on that Friday against Norwich when they beat them Norwich, 4-1. Norwich, yeah. You were there that night, weren't we? Yeah. yeah, there's one loss away at Napoli in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Everything else. And two draws, Manchester United yeah. and Napoli in yeah. the Champions League. The rest are wins. Mm-hmm. It's stunning. It's, it's incredible yeah. form. You know, of a team that, that some people that were hinting at the end of last year, could they go again? They got so oh, close yeah, yeah. to Man City. Mm-hmm. Could could Jurgen Klopp rev them up and, and get them going again? My goodness. I mean, like, talk about a well, team They've gone on driven. in fairness, haven't they? They've gone on to that team. They've, they've, they've improved it, if that's possible. I mean, the only thing I would say, Rob, is, and, and, and it's a reality check rather than what I'm seeing with my eyes, but... At some point, might it, it, it go a little bit the other way? Can can a team sustain this for, for for as long as they're doing? It's been like eighteen months now, really. If you mm. count last season and then the yeah. start of this year, of, of just ridiculous levels of football, mm. can it can this be maintained? Well, you've got to think. I mean, our experience would tell us. In, in normal days, I'm not sure mm. the last couple of two or three years have been normal, by the way, Man City and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, and crazy, and yeah. with the amount of points and amount of mm. games and goals and everything else yeah. and wins, etc. You know, normally you'd say they're going to have a dip at some point. They're going to yeah, have a dip. I yeah. mean, you know, January last year, Rob, they drew a few, a few games, didn't they? Yeah, Which put yeah, them behind time, City. Ended yeah. up being a, a, you know, a period of time that hurt them. I mean, they've been so strong. They've got plenty of wiggle room, but they can't... No, they can't keep winning like this. I mean, the, the, yeah. the you know, the unbeaten in the Premier League you know nobody's and we're not even going to talk too much about it but they're, they're, no, they're un- not they're yet unbeaten. we're not, not let's yet let's wait till February let, let's wait till February and, and then we'll, we'll put that one in the in the schedule yeah about about potentially you know not losing all season but but yeah you're right they've got a tough December to get through but it's just mm. it's just a tip of the hat Rob isn't it I think to this team yeah. this manager these yeah, players absolutely. their flipping mentality is amazing you talk about Henderson I could talk about the front players you know defending yeah. players Van Dijk I mean there's a really really strong mentality in this team Dan Lovren's mm. a bit of an issue Rob got off he went in yeah. 
went off with his knee again, didn't he? Yeah, second game now. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Gomez Matthew's came in. And... Not ready. Joe Gomez yeah. can come in, but he's, he's not quite. He looks like he's lost a little bit of confidence in, in mm. himself and in his game. Mm. Yeah, but it's just a, it's just a slight concern there. You know, you you worry yeah. about one spot in the team when you've got multiple injuries, and at the moment Liverpool mm. have um, with Lovren now and, and John Matip, but but Joe Gomez. Quality player. I think we both thought he might be the, the regular partner yeah, for Van Dijk. He's got to step up now. Yeah. He's got to step up. And, and, I'm sure. and in fairness, players who've come in, Rob, have generally, as we've seen certainly over the last few weeks, have come in and done a good job. I mean, he, it, it, I wouldn't say pressure on him, but now it's for him, when his time to step in, to make sure that he, he's at the right level, he's playing on top of his game, and he's not sort of letting either his teammates or anybody in that, in that back line down. Hmm. I think just finishing up on this one, Rob, big positive is Naby Keita. You know, just take big yeah. takeaways. And not just because of his goal, not just because mm. of, you know, this particular performance, but having that option of a very different yeah. sort of midfield player to a Henderson, a, a Fabinho and a, and a Milner. And, 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 you know, that's that type. It gives you something. It yeah. gives you something and, and, different. And I think Jurgen Klopp now, it looks to me like he, he, he can trust him a bit more, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that takes a little while for managers, new players. Sometimes they see something, sometimes there's a little something that, 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 that doesn't quite fit. But mm. it looks to me like he trusts him now. He, he, he's one of his soldiers. And, um, yeah, that's a great addition to to everything that they had already in, in that in the middle of the park. To so have somebody like him with his energy and athleticism and ability to change the pace of the game. Yeah, mm. perfect for, for Jurgen Klopp as they mm. head into the rest of December. We'll see how that goes. But obviously, uh, mm. it's job done from their point of view. Mm. Um, getting through uh, top top of, of Group E on 13 points. OK, Chelsea. Mm. They find a way through, my friend. They finish second yeah. in their group to advance through. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That's Group H. Of course, uh, they've got some difficult games coming up, of course, in both league and when they get through to the knockout stages. But yeah. again, a team that you talked about, a young horse kind of developing, improving and learning and, yeah. and maybe not quite so raw, but it still felt a little bit like this should have been more comfortable. I'm watching the game, Rob, and Chelsea are yeah. so are so much the better team. So much the better team through this game. They get 2-0 up um, in the first half, and you expect them to cruise to victory. Yet there's there's, there's just something in them right now, and, and we've talked about it on previous shows where yeah. we've, I think we agree they need to grow a little bit of mentality, a little bit of steel, a little bit of professionalism. I'm watching the game, Rob, and of course a draw could have put them in trouble of qualifying. Yeah. And yet yeah. in the last, they're, they're 2-1, Lock Remy, the, yeah. the former Chelsea yeah, player. Yeah, Lock Remy, yeah, seventy-eight minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, he scored, and then you think, well, hang on a minute, this is this. They've mm. got to be careful here because with goals going in at the other the other game, uh, and, and and if they were conceded equaliser, then they they might have not got through. And yet Chelsea mm. is still attacking. Fullbacks are still getting forward. I'm thinking, wow, like, I I think they need to learn a little bit and to improve on managing games when they're controlling it. We've seen this a few times now yeah. with Frank Lampard. I'm sure he realises it, that they just don't quite seem so compact and, and solid when they should be. And, and I'll counter that because I, I, I totally get what you're saying. But, but I think we should at some point just, just roll the clock back to August before a ball was kicked. And we're looking at this Chelsea team saying, not mm. sure what we're going to get here. In fairness, mm. they, they've got themselves into a, a very comfortable or at least at this point position in the league sitting there I think fourth in the table when you think of Champions League I was thinking could, there could be some really difficult nights so far they've got through yeah by control, not always in control mm. for some of this, this group and 
some of the individuals, but as a group, it's probably our first Champions League campaign. Mm. So I think there's a learning that's coming with that and an understanding. And you're dead right. To, to have as much possession as they have and, and that initially in the game and then start to lose control. And another another occasion where a clean sheet, Rob, gives them the freedom to, to just keep possession of the ball and not have to worry. They can see the goal again and all of a sudden we've got 12 minutes of, ooh, anything could happen. And all yeah. of a sudden it's in jeopardy. I think that's part of the learning. I think Frank is a manager, first time for him managing in the Champions League, part of him and Jody and his staff is learning. So... I get what you're saying and you're right. I think we just have to maybe understand from the beginning of the season to where we are now, I think they're ahead of the curve. Mm. Going into the knockout stage is going to be very, very difficult because the standard, the quality of teams are going to meet whatever level is is going to be higher. Mm. Now, listen, of course, of course. I mean, it it was a very difficult group. I mean, really, yeah, think um, about Ajax, yeah. what they did last year, Ajax, uh, Valencia yeah. as well, of course, Valencia, and they yeah. were always yeah. going to be the weaker side, mm-hmm. and they finished second in the group, same points as Valencia, so yeah. it's, it's absolutely right, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic achievement by him to get through, mm. they can relax now and not worry about that for a few months and focus on, on yeah. trying to be consistent and keep their great form going in the Premier League, Four, no, yeah. and you're right, and there's young players there that are learning in this competition, Pulisic, more minutes for him from the left-hand mm. side, some, some good moments from him as well, Willian, I thought showed his experience from the right-hand side and yeah. assisted for Tammy Abraham's the first goal for them. Uh, and Antonio Rudiger, Rob, that's, again, in terms Rudiger, of the important yeah. things, he was yeah. back in the side, looked strong. I mean, he, yeah. I, I am absolutely certain that he is going to make them better and defensively. Yeah. And we know that that's not... It's been a little bit of an issue this year for Chelsea in conceding quite a few goals. Um, him, him coming back and looking strong is, is such a plus. Absolutely, yeah. The more games he plays, I think he, he, he'll benefit with, with Zuma next him, whether it's Tamori or Christensen, whichever of those. I mean, the Rudiger type was what they missed at, at the weekend against Everton, somebody who can physically yeah. match yeah. Uh, a centre-forward, somebody who can be that lead centre-back that everybody takes things from. And, and I thought it was interesting, Rob, today, because I, 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 I watched the, certainly the first half of this Chelsea game closely, just thought reaction to Everton. Let, let's see what... Because I, I would imagine Frank got into him a little bit. After yeah. that. I think he'd been really disappointed. And the fans started brightly, started well. Yeah. The field was controlling, and, and I thought, well, he's got a kind of response, and they obviously got the goals that got them up. Um, in the end, again, a little bit of, of carelessness, I think, at times with Chelsea. You get a bit careless. Mm. Um, and just that game management concentration, that is part of the learning. Um, but again, it, it was about getting through. They've got through their second in group eight, they're in the knockout stage. And, um, you know, well done to Frank and his, and his team. Because um, it could have it could easily have gone the other way and they might find themselves playing in Europa League. Yeah, absolutely right. And just just finally, like the spirit around Stamford Bridge is so good at the moment, isn't it? When you when yeah. you're watching again, of course you can you can you can hear the crowd and the singing and the mm. atmosphere and the you know you can hear all of that, and it just feels like a good place to be at the moment. You're right. The first thing I wrote down was bright, like bright football, enjoying yeah. their football, involved in the game, dominating Lille. It's like just trying to nitpick a little bit in the second half and try yeah. and make things a little easier. Um, Another thing, I guess, Frank Lampard to to try and work on. Just in terms of you who they might get, Robbie. Though, I know I want it all. Well, let's think. Let's, I'll tell you what. Let's let's kind of um, fast forward. Now the draw. I'm not sure when the draw is, but I do yeah. have a list here. I found online of their potential Chelsea's potential opponents in the round of 16. It's okay. one of these teams. Of course, you can't play a team from your own country or from yeah. the same group in this in the round of 16. So here we go. PSG, Bayern Munich, Juventus, <laughs> Barcelona. Jeez. And RB Leipzig. So 
I guess oh, RB Leipzig. Can we take RB Leipzig right now, please? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just that. Ooh, that yeah, because they finished second in the group, of course. You know that. Yeah. It's, that that's where we're at, and that's why this competition's mm. blooming brilliant, isn't it? To be fair, to, yeah, to yeah, see absolutely. So this this young Chelsea team have a go at one of those mm. giants of European PSG football. would be interesting. Uh, yeah. PSG is is always one you feel right right time right night. You, they, 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 they can be got at. Um, well, yeah, Bayern I Munich. Think... We've, we've seen Bayern Munich come to Spurs, and, and if you're not right against them, Lewandowski and Co. Mm. Can cause you all kind of problems. Juve, the old boys, the, the old lady, and, and some of the experienced old players against the Maurizio young guys. would Sarri. be a really interesting game, wouldn't it? Uh, Maurizio Sarri against his former mm, team. Coming that'll back, be, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a couple of points off the top of the moment, Juve and Serie A, so mm. they're, they're behind Inter. So it, even, yeah. I, mean, I think, even though they're all giants, I'm not sure that Bayern are at their best. I'm sure that Juve yeah. are at their best, and I'm not sure that Barcelona are at their best. So. Um, mm. Of course, we'll know how with some of them might be the difference when you you know you were writing to them about that experience mm. and, and learning as they go. Some of these are, have been around the track and, and will know you know some of the old tricks and traits that that will, will, would, would stand, stand them in, in good stead. So mm. Mm, yeah. interesting, you, yeah. Just, interesting. Um, just before we move on, Rob, to, mm. to the Arsenal game, um, yeah. No, they were recording this before the group stage has finished. Any kind of thoughts yeah. on, on favourites for this competition this year, Rob? And, you know, with the English uh, teams you're, and you're, the Giants we yeah. talked about? Any kind of... And we're going to have a debate, Mr. Musco. Oh, no. We're going to have a debate. Manchester City are favourites. Oh, no, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're no. going to have a debate. Oh, we're going to have a no. debate. I can feel the debate. Oh. <laughs> you know? What? What? Let what? me... Let, 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 let me... Because since you, you, you had a very strong statement, in, and I think it was our last potty, and certainly on, on broadcast, and, and we're, we're very, very strong in saying Manchester City, without Laporte, right. will not win no. the Champions League. No. Massive statement. Very happy <laughs> that you're doing it. I wrote it down and stamped it. Then I went away, as Earl does, and started thinking and, and mulling it over and saying, hmm. So I'm going to come up with a, a slightly different tack. But actually... Manchester City are more geared to winning the Champions League than they are the Premier League. Manchester City are more of a cup team than they are a league team. Manchester City can have one night of danger that can blow anybody away in Europe, anybody away in Europe. They don't have the consistency over 38 games to finish top of the English Premier League. Boom. <laughs> But you're not addressing the white elephant in the room. And we all know what that is, Robbio. I will agree. On any particular day, they can blow anybody away. And when they get, on, when they get their football going and they're, and, they're, and they're flowing and they're cruising and they've got yeah. time yeah. and space to play, probably the best team in European football. But as the longer the competition goes on, and yeah. this, is, this is the reasoning that I, that, that I have with this, that teams mm-hmm. get tougher and they get more aggressive, and there aren't always yeah. open spaces to play in, and there'll be some team that get through, if let's go Madrid or, 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 or Juve's mm-hmm. different now, but there'll, there'll be teams that grind a little bit and play on a counter-attack, and those teams yeah. will be the better teams, so they'll have good forward players, and they will get chances against Man City, and they will score, and they will knock them out. And nearly every team that City have played, maybe it's a big generalisation, but most teams that City play in the Premier League, and it doesn't care who they are, and whatever yeah. part of the table they are, they give up chances to score. 
and we've seen this season many times they've dropped points because they what they ten ten goals behind what they were this point last season mm -hmm. uh, from from the weekend that I talked about. Defensively, they're they're a lot worse. Laporte, if he's fit, will make them better. But but mm. I just cannot see that they can go through and win this competition with a defence that are, that are, shambles is too, is a too strong a word. That that this team that's not yeah, it's, focused it's, on defending and they haven't got great individual defenders to help them out of issues when they've give the ball away. That is a turnover, transitioning. Mm. They're getting counterattacked on, and it's panic. It's all stations panic. And City haven't been good at defending. And I just feel strongly that there's plenty of teams in this Europe in this uh, UEFA. Champions League competition that will mm. hurt them and score against them and knock them out. And listen, you, you make a valid argument. I'm trying to obviously poke the bear and, and, and make some counterpoints. What I would say is that, that Pep Guardiola, with all the frustration that we've seen uh, in the last few weeks on the touchline, will also know of those deficiencies. It's not mm. like he, he isn't seen it or feeling it. And, but he won't and, do anything different, uh, Rob, will he? he and as we know, anything. no, you're right. What he, he won't do anything different to, to um, affect the defending. I think what he might do different is work on their ball retention better. They're taking chances better. A little mm. bit more security as the ball comes get, can get played out. Mm. He isn't going to go working on back forwards and tackling that because that's not the guy. Mm. But I just feel as though we're, 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 we're sort of discarding them a little bit too quickly. Mm. I just yeah, maybe I they're am. Still, they're yeah. still a threat. They're still yeah. a threat to anyone in this competition over two games. And if one night... They retain the ball well. Don't give it away. Don't allow yeah. the opposition as many chances. Yeah. They can right. score three and four goals on anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Rob, I mean, maybe unlikely, but there is a January transfer window. Yeah. And trying to pick somebody did you, did you, is I really difficult. I saw one yesterday, actually. Nathan Arcade's name came up, which is one I sort of said back mm. in a few weeks ago. Mm. It wouldn't be a bad buy for City. Mm. Stick him in there. If, if, if worst case scenario, it doesn't all work out. You get your money back on him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of him as well. It, mm. w whether that that signing would would really really improve City defensively, I don't know. I mean, I like him as well, mm. but I, yeah, we shouldn't discard that the pos possibility. Difficult yeah, to get great, to great centre backs to go to Man City mm. that aren't already in the competition um, to make them better for that. But th that's a good show. How do you I think mean, Liverpool stand in this, Rob? Just just before we move yeah. on, uh, well, why do you think you, Liverpool you, stand in, well, in the Champions League? Well, they're my favourites. So before oh, really? you had City, I got Liverpool as yeah. my favourites for the Champions League, wow. because they're 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 ruthless, that they're relentless. They got quality. So Premier got League, strength. what they got, they'll wrap that yeah. up? What they're going to wrap yeah. the Premier League up? Maybe, yeah. Wrap that up, Robbie, <laughs> right? And they can put full focus. They can put full effort. Why not? The drinks covered up. Why? <laughs> why not? Double. They, they, they got. They could have a cigar on. They could have a cigar on in April. Wow. When the, wow. when, the, when, the, when the knockout stages come through, they could be really, really in control of the Premier League. We know that mm. the, the, we're seeing Cater, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Origi. We're seeing the, the squad players come through and play well, Shakiri and score goals. There's better rotation now. The squad is in better fettle now than it's ever been. Naby Keita's yeah. fit again, Oxlade. So, you know, all, all these, of course, the centre-backs will need to get fit as well. But if the Premier League, you know, if Leicester can't maintain this incredible performance level, then yeah. surely Liverpool's gap will get bigger and it will kind of be done right around when it starts getting really interesting in, in the knockout stages of the Champions League. And why can't Liverpool 
go and do it again, Rob. Of course, incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult to do that, to do that double. Um, but when I look around, I just we just said about the giant clubs that are not in great form. I think yeah. a lot of the big clubs have got aging stars that are still stars, and they can hurt you. But I I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think Liverpool are that they're 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 bubbling to a to a tremendous um, period in in in. in in their time under Klopp, with the players, with their ages, with their form, with their confidence, and the situation in the Premier League that could be, you know, a little bit more relaxed, allowing a little bit more focus on this competition. I think Liverpool are my favourites. Well, I'm going to move on. Just before I do, I'm going to throw one more line at you. Hmm. A special one. Oh, good shout. It's a good one. shout. That's a good shout, Dark Horse. You're absolutely Dark right, Robbie isn't that isn't that just up his street that nobody's Correct. talking about? Spurs nobody's talking about them. All the big boys are talking about the big boys. The special one gets first first knockout stage through. Finds somebody not too bad in the quarterfinal through. Gets in the semi-final. Goes to his Mourinho masterclass. Finds his way to the final, and then yeah. the rejuvenated Spurs finds a way to defend them and and, and get them. Listen, that's a, they that's, get that's they a get a run. Mm. That guy can win trophies. Just on on That's their potentials, Rob. That's the other little list I've got in front of me here. I've got their list of who they can get. I mean, there's oh, other okay. things to be decided yeah, by the other teams in the Premier League. Yeah. We, can't, we can't give all of them. But I do have a list for who they might get in the round of 16, for your, for your theory. PSG, Juventus, Barcelona, yeah. RB yeah. Leipzig, and Valencia. So, again... Oh, that, so, similar, so, similar to the... Um, similar. The yeah. Chelsea's... Scenario, yeah, yeah, similar, similar. So they're Bayern Munich in their groups. So they yeah. can't have them. Yeah. But of course, finishing second mm-hmm. in Group B means yeah. that they're going to play the first place in other groups. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's a again, that's a that's a strong list of competitors. But mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Mourinho's done it before. It, it, sure. That won't phase him. Um, that loves, yeah, that'll get him going if anything. That, that's yeah. what it loves. Isn't it? The juices flowing to, to, to yeah. Jose. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk. We'll move on, uh, Roy Musto, mm. to Monday night. Yeah. Uh, big London derby. West Ham v Arsenal, two teams in poor form coming into the game, two teams who needed the, the three points. And if ever there was a classic game of two halves, this was a classic game of two halves. Well, of course, I was on the show. You were you were you were mm. chilling out. You know, you were chilling out somewhere. And, and I'm you know, I'll, I'll kind of quickly summarise what I thought of it. All really, I, I I was stunned at how poor Arsenal were in the first half, Rob. Yeah. In terms of what what they were trying to do, at one point we had our um, stats guy come over and say that um, the Arsenal had eighty four percent of possession. Well, it, it, that was possession along the back. They just played yeah. the ball along yeah. the back into midfield yeah. to go back. Uh, and West Ham were like, "Wow, okay," and they, they had a reasonable mm-hmm. shape, and there was no there was no problems whatsoever. I I could not believe how slow and sluggish and no drive for the game, no desire, yeah. no yeah. no enthusiasm, no energy, mm. no no nothing. No no I, I, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe how they played in the first half. And then second half it changed. Um yeah. well, they struggled to start with and then they had a little connection. They started to play yeah, through 60, West Ham. Sixty and, minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, sixty minutes where it changed. They got that first goal and West yeah. Ham were super, Oof. super stretched from from yeah. the f- front players to the defenders, there was an incredible amount of space that Arsenal mm. managed to, to, to put a few passes together and, and get through them. And um, we'll get on about West Ham, Rob. But, I mean, yeah. anything different there? Do, do, I mean, am I being harsh? Should we give them credit for coming nah. back, you know, from, nah. from, from winning that game? Well, 
I was exactly the same. I couldn't believe that a club that was under a little bit of pressure, I, didn't, I think no one's in nine, coming into a game, London Derby at, at West Ham, and there was there was there wasn't there was not a lot there. I know the Bellerin injury maybe knocked them off. Um, had to make the, the change there, hmm. but just into yeah, Maitland Niles coming was it just yeah. just the the lack of of drive. Um, hmm. There was a, there was a point, Rob, where people on the ball had very few options to play into a teammate. It was almost like people didn't necessarily want to get on the ball and and and, and make and change the way the game was playing. Hmm. Um, and you're starting to look at Freddie, and I'm starting to look at the group and go, wow, they, they, this is going to need a change pretty quickly or else this could go badly could, could, um, could bad, yeah. very hmm. quick, um, which I didn't see in the second. Obviously, they go 1-0 down to the header from Mark Bonner that takes a, a deflection on its way into the goal. I think in West Ham's point of view, they're probably disappointed they're only one up. I mean, played an Arsenal team who I think they expected to have a goal. I think they were almost shocked how, how, how bad Arsenal were. Mm. And then we have a half time, Robin, and as you say, sort of 10, 15 minutes into the second half, a little bit more direct play, I thought, for Mark. We tended to get the ball into better areas, into the front people who could cause a few problems. Yeah. Less, less, less of that passing around the back for no yeah, no reason. Mm. And, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you've got Martinelli, who's a goal scorer. Um, seen a lot of him in the League Cup and Europa League. He, he knows He's where the well. net is. Uh, Nicola Pepe turns up for us, shows us why they paid $88 million and, you know, there's, there's things we've seen on video and, and Ober's over, give him a chance and, and, and he's going to find the back of the net. And, and all of a sudden, then Arsenal are playing the ball around, looking sharp, yeah, easy, little mm. circles and one-twos and triangles and West Ham have got the life sucked out of them, by the way. It was almost like Arsenal had the poor parcel in the first half, then they chucked it over to, to West Ham and said, right, you can enjoy this off. And, 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 and the, the, la- the lack of confidence that, that was drawn out of the West Ham t- players in that short space of time was a little bit worrying, Rob. Mm-hmm. You know what was interesting? The team section was interesting, Rob, that uh, Freddie Lundberg um, did. And we've mm-hmm. talked about Martinelli, young Brazilian, 18 years of age, yeah. get, gets that first goal, which, which re- I mean, how it really, really important goal. Changed the game, didn't it? Yeah. It was funny, though, because yeah. we were hearing, um, we had Neil Ashton on, <clears throat> our reporter yeah. over there in the UK, and, and he was sort of saying that he'd heard that David Luiz has been dropped. Um, and it was mm-hmm. really funny, because, you know, we, we, get, we get the camera feeds in, yeah. Throughout these games and when, when they arrive, okay, and our, our director, yeah. uh, our director, Sean Robb, he, um, he got through and said, this kind of, is this unusual that the manager, Freddie Lundberg, is last off the bus? Per Mertesacker went off, was one of the first ones. Could you, could you, yeah. They sit at the front of the bus and they, you mm, get there and they yeah, come they off first and all the players yeah. come off. Mm. And then I thought, well, yeah, that's kind of strange, unless he was you know, maybe talking to a player or two. I said, on your, on your, your looks... Who was, the, who was the player that came in front of him? Yeah. I said, it wasn't, wasn't David Luiz, was it? He said, yeah, it was David Luiz. And then, do you know the, the player before him was Alexander Lacazette? Now, uh, of course, I'm massively, yeah. I'm massively speculating. I'm massively speculating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it, doesn't that seem like mm. he told, he told them the right on the bus yeah. before they're getting off that they weren't playing today? Now, I, yeah. I, I said to Sean, like, in my experience in, in over 20 years, 
Mm. I've seen it and done in millions of ways. The, on the Thursday, yeah. the Friday before training yeah. or yeah, before yeah, the game yeah, in yeah. the dressing room. Yeah. I mean, is it, but that's kind of that 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 was interesting. I thought that I mean, mm. again, could be totally wrong. But there were yeah. big calls. Yeah, Davido, he's been out the side. Yeah. Was a big call. Callum mm. Chambers coming in. And when yeah. I looked at the back four of Tierney, Socrates, uh, Callum Chambers, and Bellerin, I thought well, that kind of looks a bit better. Certainly looks better than Mustafi and, and David yeah. Luiz that he went with. Yeah. Actually, went with early on. So I thought they were big mm. calls, Rob. And what what does this yeah. mean for Freddie Lundberg now? Then does it does it? I mean, does it appease anybody? Does it mean that they can be a little bit more patient with their with their appointment of a manager? Because I don't think so. I mean, that, that's a no, good victory. I, I still and we'll give them credit. Forty five minutes tells me, Rob. That yeah, there's big problems. They get somebody in there with the, with, the, with the pair of hands they want, with the plan they want. They, they can start the work that's required at the football club. Because, you know, Freddie got, you know, second half was better, a little bit more direct, his forward players were better. But they were playing against a terrible West Ham team. Yeah, that's half, a yeah. different team. That's Leicester City in their form now. They don't get back into that game. Leicester don't give them the chances. Leicester dominate the ball. And we see, mm. we probably see a longer bit of that. So, listen, Freddie's done a good job and, and it probably takes a little bit of pressure off to make it as instant. But Arsenal Football Club should be doing their business to get the guy, the sooner the guy gets into the place and starts dealing with the issues, the better. Yeah, and, and um, with um, Brendan Rodgers signing that contract, um, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, it doesn't seem they're that further on in the process. I mean, I, I guess this stuff's going on and, and not much will get out, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, I just don't know who they're going to select and when they're going to select them. So, it's interesting, just before we, we, mm. we talk about West Ham, before we wrap this one up, um, it was interesting because I, I saw some clips of uh, Rafa Benitez who was on Monday Night Football um, <laughs> in our friends over Sky. And was that strategic? Say, when, you listen, when you listen to him, his football brain, he, the way he talks, his understanding, his tactical mm. un- acumen. If I was off something, I wasn't sure. I'd go and get him. I'd go and get him. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if I've missed Brendan and I'm not sure, and I know these other names, I'd go and get Rafa. Mm. He'll, he'll work that defense. He was talk, just talking about defending and he was talking about body angles and shape and all, all yeah. the things that you you don't see in an Arsenal back line. Yeah. He would bring that detail in. And, and Arsenal have got better players in Newcastle. Defensively, mm. they've become better. He'd get a better shape around the team. He was talking about how you protect the shape. It was a fascinating thing about squeezing and how you've got to squeeze all, in all areas of the pitch now and make sure you're compact. And when you win the ball, how you play away from pressure. And it was just like, honestly, it was like a masterclass. Mm. Yeah, you I, just think. I, I think that's, that's yeah. the detail that, that Arsenal needs. Somebody who's going to go in and, and, and drill down to, to some basics and then start building the club up again. Well, you think about it. I mean, he he ticks the box of I'm going to organise this team defensively. Arsenal yeah. massively need that. Absolutely. He ticks the box of top, yeah. very experienced in the Premier League, knows mm-hmm. the league inside and out, worked in it yeah. really recently. Um, He's won big titles. He's handled big players. Correct. He's coached at big football clubs with lots of pressure. He ticks a lot of those boxes. The only yeah. thing maybe an Arsenal fan might say is, mm, is the football going to be a bit boring? Are we going to get a little bit... I don't think he's had that three. He hasn't had Pepe, Lacazette, Obama. He hasn't had that quality of player for a long time in, 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 in English football. Mm. Mm. No... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of a, of a downside to it, and, and mm. you know, I, you know, that sort of player again. Is, these Arsenal players are seemingly difficult to motivate and to manage. If it is a more defensive kind of game plan, you're going to lose some of those front players, you know, that don't want to do that. They want to be open, expansive, and get on the ball. I mean, that's. I mean, listen, if if they appointed him 
tomorrow, Rafa yeah. Benitez. I'd be like, ah, that's, that's going to be really interesting. I ain't, yeah. I ain't got a problem yeah. with it. I wouldn't have a problem with it. As, I, as I, we mentioned him for, for Everton as well, of course, there's a Liverpool yeah. thing with that, which makes it complicated. But I think mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a top man. He's a, he's a really good manager. He knows what he's doing. Again, he's got a lot of things going for him. I just That's the only thing for me is if... You know, the DNA of Arsenal, if they feel that they, they still want to be proactive in the way that they play, and Rafa Benitez, they don't always see that from his teams. But, but yeah, interesting. I wonder, yeah, does he know what he's doing, Robbie Earl? Does he know what he's doing appearing on Sky when there's all these there's yeah, jobs come up? Yeah, he absolutely knows what he's doing. <laughs> Rafa's yeah. a, a, an absolute But he said he's happy. He said he's happy. when to put him... Sorry? He said he's happy in China. He's going to yeah, uh, honour the contract. He's, he's ended the season. He's, he's mm. thinking about next year. But mm. if a decent job, if Arsenal job came along, he ain't going back to China, I'm afraid. Mm. Don't worry about that one. Yeah. Okay, let, let's move let's on. Let's talk mate. about another experienced yeah. manager, Robbie Musto, who I know you, you've you got a lot of time for. Yeah, has like won the yeah. title with, with Manchester City. Manuel Pellegrini took over a West Ham team that was um, a little bit in, in the doldrums. He, he's spent... Plenty of money. Team have looked at times as though they can improve and, and start getting to the top and top part of the, the table. And all of a sudden, Rob, the wheels have come off at West Ham. They sit 16th place in the league with 16 mm. points. That's one above Southampton um, in the relegation zone. And guess who they play this weekend? Southampton away. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I feel with Mama Pellegrini in, in this job, it's, it's going to be it's going to be great or it's going to be a disaster because of the way that he coaches and the way that he plays. Mm. We know how he plays. We know he believes yeah. in the ball and he believes in possession. Yeah, yeah. He believes in talent and ability and go yeah. way back. Villarreal, I remember watching his team there. It was a brilliant team. Um, Santi Cozzola was one of the star players right there. He had, he had a good Villarreal side and that's mm-hmm. the way he does things. Yeah. Now, when all these star players they've got at West Ham, well, then they're in good fettle and, and they're confident, they can look great. And that's why I said at the start of the season, with Sebastian Allaire, a player that's, that's a goal scorer, it's yeah. a big fee, it's what they needed. And then you think in Felipe Anderson and Fornals came into the club and Manuel Lanzini, you've got yeah. Yamalenko, you've got Declan Rice, yeah. Mark Noble. Yeah. On paper, it looks really good. But I think mm. we've been around this league long enough to know that... <laughs> If it's if if their attitude's not spot on, if their their fitness levels are not perfect, and if the confidence levels dip a little bit, then their heads go down. That sort of player, their heads go down, and of course the manager's not going to play in any different way. So it's still going to be play, 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 play. But if it doesn't work out well, and you're an expansive team, then you're going to concede a boatload of goals, and you're going to get some heavy mm-hmm. defeats. And that's what we're seeing. It's going the other way, Rob. And and like I said, it's either going to be super, like they're going to be in the top six. And challenge because they're a, they're a brilliant team to watch. They've got good star players. Or if things aren't right, which is hard to be right all the time for, for your team when you're star players, mm. then they could drift down the league. And that's what we're seeing. He's in trouble. Yeah. And it's funny, Rob, because normally he's a very passive guy, isn't he? When he talks to reporters in that after game, I just thought you, you sensed in his, in his voice and his tone after this match that he's starting to feel the pressure a little bit. There were boos at the end. Is it becoming very difficult for you, particularly in these home games? You must understand the boost because in the last four games, the last five games that we played here, we didn't win. Of course, uh, we, we tried to do it. I think that we were a better team than Arsenal. I can tell you that was just one team during 60, during 60, 65 minutes. But if you don't win at home, of course, your fans cannot be happy. Do you think you can fix it? Of course. I always you know, think I can fix it. <laughs> 
How? What will it take? Because it's play, been an extended play, play, poor play, run exactly, now. Exactly. Play 90 minutes instead of 65 minutes that we did today. If um, you remember one chance of Arsenal, when we were one nil, I think I don't remember, not just one. And after that, two, as I said, two or three balls decide the games, and we must be consistent and solid and concentrating the, the whole game. Why did it go, though, from not conceding a chance to suddenly three goals bang so quickly? Well, that is what we must fix. And do you think you'll be given the time to fix it to the people who run the club? not depend on me. But what do you think? I don't think nothing because not depend on me. <laughs> you know what, Rob? I, I hope they give him some more time. Yeah. I hope they give him some more yeah. time. You know, he is a good fit for West Ham United. He does want to play this, the style that they want. And he, he is a proven, he's a champion of the Premier League. Mm. You know, but I, of course, I understand the situation. I understand where they are right yeah. now. But, but a few more weeks for me, Rob. I mean, is he going to get that? Rob, I think could, could be yeah. terminal. I'm just not sure uh, that, that the ownership. We keep seeing, um, you know, shots of the owners after each game. We see shots of, pl- of fans leaving the, the the ground disgruntled. When a director's taking all those angles, it's it's starting to create a narrative. And, and I think if you go to Southampton. West Ham would feel they, they should be far better in terms of talent and the money they paid and the stature of the club, etc., etc., and lose and, and find themselves maybe in the bottom three. I think it becomes a bit like Marco Silva. Almost so similar. Realize, so similar, these two clubs. Yeah. West Ham and Everton. Same situation, mm. Rob. They get they get a manager that we all think that's a kind of a good fit, whether mm. it's Ronald Koeman or Slavin Bilic, or and, and then and then it it goes wrong, and then you've got yeah, the, the emergency yeah. guys come in, whether it's Moyes or mm. Allardyce, and they kind of save them, and then they start again. Yeah. And there's another person goes in, you think, well, that's mm. a good. I mean, what what is it? I mean, what, is the expectations too high? I, I, it's just. I just think West Ham and Everton are so similar with with a with yeah, a. I don't think expectations history. are too high because I don't think I, I think they should have have expectations. They they shouldn't be just about teams surviving in the league and, and no, they shouldn't. Finishing. You know they should have. But I think and we've touched on it before. I think you can go and get whichever guy you get unless you create the right environment in your football club. I'm talking all there. It's not just like training ground that. Unless you have a plan and a vision of what you're going to do and you're going to give the guy time to deliver that vision, you're just going to keep turning over managers every 18 months and mm. firefighting to stay in the league and then another one and another one and churning and churning and churning. What, what doesn't give me any, any hope and belief with West Ham, a little bit at times like Abbott and, and, and Arsenal is, do the people in charge know what they want, do they understand what the plan is and how it's going to be executed, and are prepared to give the guy the time to do it? I mean, he's had money. They know what they want, the style of play. Mm. They brought a manager in to do that. They brought yeah. players in to do that. It's just mm-hmm. not working. So yeah. I don't think that's an issue this time. They, they've got a mm. big-name manager in Pellegrini. Yeah. They, they have signs. They've spent some money, club record signing on Sebastian Allaire. You know, big money. They got Philippe Anderson and Lanzini. Yeah, yeah. You can see what they're trying to do, Rob. But it's mm. just, it's just they're struggling. And again, the, the 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 approach, the style, those type of players. If it's not quite right, then results yeah, quickly. Look, look, yeah, yeah, it can get way, bad quickly. So yeah. Massive game of the weekend. Okay. Let's say well, yeah. I don't, couldn't afford to lose that one, or I, I no, feel Paul um, Greeny might be yeah. um, not be in the job three. by Monday if yeah, that goes be. on. Okay, well, we must do. We're just going to wrap things up. Just before we do, uh, we have got that Miami uh, Beach Fan Fest this weekend coming up. As ever, we're always looking forward to. Just want to get mm. 
What are you looking most forward to in Miami, my friend? <laughs> I tell you what I am. I'll tell you what I'm not. So I am looking forward <laughs> to getting a, getting a, a little feel, a little sense of, of Miami style Premier League. And I, I know mm. I don't know what to expect. I have no expectations yeah. about what what it's going to be like down there. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of expats in Florida that will come to see it. Mm. I want to get a feel of the city. I, I I felt that in Austin, Texas. We certainly felt it in Boston and the other cities we've been to, Washington DC, yeah. New York. Yeah. And I think when you go a little bit kind of further away from the Northeast, for me, it's fascinating. Now I've been to Florida many times. I've been to Miami Beach many times. I really really like Miami Beach. Um, and, and and that side of it, learning the culture, meeting the fans, seeing them singing, you know, and, and chanting in in our mm. venue is always the highlight for me. Um, it, it, it's the, <laughs> the other stuff I'm a bit worried about, mate. You know what producers? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what producers? We know there's obviously some surprise things set up for us, so I'm a little concerned about that, which will be a bit of fun. Mm. I've got uh, I've got the three apps for me. Food, which is your big thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do some food tasting, some yeah. um, Hawaiian food tasting, which would be interesting. Footwork, which is always important whether you're playing or not. I believe we've got salsa dancing class oh, coming on. Blimey. Which is going to be interesting. Um, mm. And we've got sort of fans. For me, a bit like you, Rob, I'm sort of interested what the identity of, of a Premier League fan is in, in Miami. I think mm. we, we go to certain areas of the country and it's very sort of um, easy to, to pick out the fan and see who they are and, and the teams they support. But I, I just don't get the sense in Miami, it's obviously a melting pot in, in terms of cultures and races and different yeah. people. And I just want, I'm just wondering what the, 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 the fan in, in, in that part, part of the, the country who gets up at, at four o'clock and seven o'clock and watches games and then it's, you know, singing... You'll never walk alone if the Liverpool fans and, and mm. cheering Man United and, and hoping to get the best. It, it, it's just mm. going to be fascinating to, to mm. just really see who, who those people are and, and, and connect with them as, as we've done everywhere we've gone. And 80 degrees isn't bad, mate, is it? That's not bad. That's going to be quite nice to, to feel that in December when you live in the northeast and and to get You're, a little bit of that sunshine. It'd be be lovely. Get a bit like that blue skin of yours will get a little, little tinge of colour, then, will it? A little bit red. I'll get, I'm sure I'll burn a little bit. <laughs> But that'd be brilliant. Right, I can't mate, wait. We, be great. We're going to leave it there. It's um, on our Euro potty. It's a midweek when both the Premier League teams did their job. Liverpool, the defending champions, made it through to the last 16 against the plucky Salzburg side, while Chelsea made reasonable work of Lille at the bridge. Look out for more to Robbie's podcast each and every week as we delve deep in the Premier League. And each midweek when the European teams playing in the Champions League and the Europa League. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbie. Thanks for listening. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem 
of a detour.